0: Listeners, this is Jonathan Boomtown Gillum and Dixon Lawson coming to you with another podcast episode. This podcast is called the NHL 2020 Salvage Season and the Implications of the Scheduling Rechange. Uh, so uh, with the COVID-19 thing the happened, the uh, season was kind of canceled and it was kind of up in the air how they would finish. On May 26, the NHL came out with an official. A release on how it's gonna go down um, and this was a big deal D- wouldn't you say Dixon like uh, we didn't know what was gonna happen and, and there wasn't much talks what kind of what was going through your head at the time when the, the season ended
1: so whenever they did announce that you know the season would be postponed almost looking like it was gonna be canceled I was just kind of surprised I didn't think that they would leave the season unfinished I felt like there was mm-hmm. too many teams that uh, you know had a shot from the storylines, you know um, But other than that, once they came out with step one, I was encouraged. I was excited uh, because they're really the first sport to be uh, trying to get back on trying to get everything figured out. Um, You know, outside of like basketball, that's the other big, big sport that had their season and They still haven't had a fun season. But I think so far everything they've done has been really, really good. All the players and teams have seemed really supportive of it, outside of a few. So I'm really excited to see where, where it goes.
0: Yeah, for me, I, I, I knew for one thing, playoff hockey is unlike, well, I, I, NFL playoffs are pretty heated, and most of the sports are, but NHL hockey, playoff hockey, just is... Just really special it's, it's heated a different it's a level an, of the atmosphere yeah it's especially live you go to a live playoff hockey game i some of my best memories in sports are going to an avalanche playoff game um there are exciting there's so much energy in the air and every shot is just a ooh ah it's it's one of a kind and watching on tv is just it's exciting just like nfl i put it right up there with nfl playoffs as well um so when it happened, I knew they were gonna bring it back. I uh, Just when and how, and now here we are, we know when and how. So uh, let's just bring the listeners up to speed. So the National Hockey League announced on May 26th that they're gonna go uh, with their plan of action. So the NHL paused the season on March 12th, uh, and they're gonna call it concluded. So they played 85% of their games, um, and they're just going to call the regular season ended. Um, so that what that happens is they're going to have 24 uh, teams in the playoffs, and how they're going to do that is in early June early June this is a phase 2 from the NHL's website they're going to allow teams to return to their home facilities for small group and voluntary off-ice training and then phase 3 that's um, bad when phase we sh- bad. or yeah yeah well phase 1 was, was according to the website was ending the season and phase 2 is the early yeah. June practice well on the NHL's website phase <laughs> oh, no, that works <laughs> phase 3 is They're going to say for the timeline, not earlier than the first half of July, they're going to have formal training camps and then phase four, which is up in the air, that's going to be when they do their playoffs, which is going to be 24 teams in two hubs cities. And they're going to compete in seeding round Robins, a qualifying round, and then kind of start the conference-based Stanley playoffs. Um, and Dixon, this was really interesting to me because the uh, seating round robin opportunity is kind of a cool, innovative idea of the NHL to give those top four teams an opportunity. What did you think about it?
1: You know, I, I was concerned on how they were going to handle the channel you know, because I didn't think you could just go straight into it. I didn't think it would be fair for just wherever you ended as of March 12th. Uh, where you're going to be going into the playoffs. I think I thought they were going to have to play five to ten more games in just the regular season um, or, you know, some sort of round robin play. Uh, I think the five through 12 is really, really good because it does give the top teams, the teams who played the best this season, they are going to get that break, that rest, going into the Stanley Cup. They will still get a chance to play each other and kind of uh, just like playing one match against the other top four or top three city teams. Um, But... Okay, they're, going be rest, they're going to be able to prepare for the Stanley Cup so it still gives them an advantage whereas if you're one of those teams that were either not going to make it or on the bubble you're really going to have to fight for it need five games You five games of best <laughs> of five to prove that you're going to get in uh, Yep. and I think that's super good
0: I, I- I think that's great as well. I think one thing, I have a little, I made a little tiny list in my head of the advantage and disadvantage, but one thing, so they're going to consider two hub cities, right? Um, the, the cities they are considering are Chicago, Columbus, Ohio, Dallas, Texas, Edmonton, uh, Las Vegas, Los Angeles, Minneapolis, Pittsburgh, Toronto, Vancouver. Now one of my advantages and disadvantages I thought of is, well, no home field advantage, really. But one of these cities has, each one of these cities has a hockey team and several of them um, are in the playoffs as of right now. So does that give an unfair advantage or should they consider the hub teams after um, the, the uh, qualifying round and pick a city that is a neutral site? Because in my mind, I'm just like, what if Toronto gets selected as a hub seed and Toronto's in the playoffs? They now have home-field ice for the entire playoffs. I well,
1: don't know. I don't think it's going to necessarily be at the venues uh, because there isn't going to be fans. As of now, they yeah. haven't. So it's going to be, and like I was going to bring yeah. this up when we are talking about it's playoff atmosphere hockey. Yeah. Do you think it's going to be the same you know, without
0: fans? Either well, way, no. They um, haven't. Re- they haven't released whether or not they're going to do with fans. And I think, um, I think there is intrinsic value with a home filled advantage, even if there isn't fans. I think you still get that home filling of ice a little bit. Yeah. So from what if are Don't play
1: at the stadium. What if they play on like <sighs> uh, uh like way up Epic Arena here, we'll call it. Okay. Um, you know, it's I, not a major rink, but it could still house you know games.
0: I think it's still I, I think that's fair, but I still feel like there's they something about there's something about yeah, you're you not having to not have to travel, you're in a familiar setting, your pregame rituals. I mean, Dixon, you and me both played sports in high school. You know kinda of what it's like when you uh, say you're in a summer baseball league, right? And you get to play in your like hometown field that it just happens when you're summer league. It's 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 cool. It gives you like this extra boost, I think. So I, I just I would agree with that. I just, I mean, maybe it's not enough to really to affect them, but I just still feel like I think they should still pick a neutral, neutral ground. I mean, think of it. The home team, if it's, let's just say my Toronto example, the Toronto guy gets to go home to his wife every night, to his family, his kids, or, or his significant other, whoever that might be. The other one, yeah, he, he, they could fly him out, but then they're in a hotel, you know, it, it, it just seems like a, just a little bit of an extra advantage.
1: Well, and and you look at it, there's seven teams that didn't make uh, the even play-in. Uh, the Buffalo Sabres, the New Jersey Devils, the Ducks, the Los Angeles Kings, San Jose Sharks, Ottawa Senators, Detroit Red Wings, they all aren't going to be in the playoffs, not even the play-ins. So maybe why not one of those cities? I mean, LA's yeah. on that list, um, but like Ottawa instead of Toronto, you know? It, it might be that the cities itself I haven't said yes. Like, I'm, it, it might be those 10 hub cities are the only ones that the NHL... Are allowed to go to, but obviously okay, some cities are saying we don't want you to come.
0: Yeah, and that is that is what it is. I've read, um, you know, several articles. It's like because you know baseball was considering I'm um, going to Arizona because the state was very friendly with returning sports. So it is having to do with location and the uh, the government that's going on there too. But based on that, I mean, they're, they're, I think you got to cut out some of these uh, bigger playoff capital hubs like like uh, Toronto um you got to cut out LA and are the see lost yeah the Las Vegas Golden Knights are a number three seed um as of right now that you got to cut out that team too as well at least um I think Columbus might be a good neutral ground let's see did Columbus I don't think Columbus they uh oh yeah they, yeah they're made on the bottom oh that does make it difficult I guess almost every There's single a... team here has made
1: the playoffs but, I think it's one of those things where they gave 10 cities, you know, they gave mm-hmm. people, hey, these are the 10 possible, they're going to pick 4. Yeah. And so I think out of those 10, you can find 4 that aren't going to have a team. So I think that's more or less, they have some yeah. of these hub cities where maybe they're thinking, ah, uh, you know, uh, Columbus, they, they may not make it past the play. Uh, you know, I mean, they're the upset team, if anyone's going to do it, it's going to be Columbus, but... You know, that kind of, I think that's what else is playing into, into the minds of what you need to do.
0: Yeah, and that, that makes sense. And uh that will come into mind to a lot of thoughts that have been uh, floating around, is will they use virtual crowd noise? I, I'm curious how that's going to play out. Do uh, you think virtual crowd noise can play a factor
1: where they do that? Or I don't think they should be allowed to do it. They're not going to have fans, then no crowd noise, no you know, it should just be, you have your two teams, and you're going to get to hear more of what happens on the ice. You're going to get to hear mm-hmm. the coaches yelling, um, because I think if you're trying to induce the atmosphere into the playoffs, it's going to ruin it. Yeah, you know? that's, that's like true. If, like, if I was in high school, and someone told me, hey, yeah, you know, yeah, go play the state championship in front of all your fans, but... We're gonna stick you in this other place, and we're gonna have a bunch of fake fans cheering for you. Yeah. Like that. Yeah, I, mean, I know. Take, take a lot of the boot out of it. It'd just be another I game just, to me. It wouldn't. But
0: I, I just, I feel like, in a player's perspective, that I'd almost want the dull roar of a crowd noise, just somewhat in the background. I,
1: I, I played with. I played with no crowd <laughs> yeah. noise most of my high school career. You don't pay attention to it. Yeah. It, no, but it's nice. Yeah, and believe it or not, at the end of the day, it, there's times where it's nice to be able to hear what your coach is yelling at you from the other side of the court. Yeah,
0: and, no well, fan. I, well, they should at least do one thing, and that's they got to have the pump-up music that makes hockey so great. Like you got to hear some of those classic sports songs in the background when they're calling
1: timeouts. I think so well, about I, that it, right. it gets
0: me, it gets me going.
1: Are you going <laughs> to be there? Like I guess I'm
0: gonna be watching watch it on T V and I'm gonna be hearing it in the background. When the announcer starts cutting do the break and starts I'm gonna hear it in the background just like I would. I hear those pump up songs,
1: you know? So what if what if instead of it being at the stadium, what if just the T V crews they put music behind like
0: yeah, that yeah, could work. I'm, I'm down with it I just, I just feel like they should try to keep it as natural as possible. Um, so I will agree with you on the virtual, no virtual noise, but let's keep everything else the same. Play it just like you would. Um, you know, of course, minus, you're not going to have, uh, you know, little sidebar competitions for the fans to participate in. And of course, crowd noise. But I think keep everything else the same. Try to keep it, make it feel as natural as possible.
1: That's, that's no. just my thoughts on it. <sighs> so, for I just kind of had uh, a thought of. It's just lost, so I think we're just going to go ahead and keep moving on until I can think of it. it literally <laughs> went right in and right out. Of no,
0: my I, brain. it's hey, it's it's all right. I, I, I have that happen to me all the time. So I think next, real quick. So we did talk about the hub seating, but let's just do a quick little refresher of what the uh, the uh, Robin seating is going to be. So it's going to be the top four teams for the each hub. So we got City One, we got Boston Bruins, Tampa Bay, Washington, Philadelphia, and City Two is. Uh, St. Louis Colorado the Las Vegas Golden Knights and Dallas Stars so those
1: East and West
0: yep East and West and they're gonna Battle it out for the top speed, top seed, excuse me. Um, so the each each one of the top four teams kind of has their own opportunity to create their own destiny and create their the better matchup for the playoffs, which I think is kind of cool because obviously um, you know the the one of the disadvantages I came up with was is the teams on the bottom on the bubble now they don't have time to get in, but at the same time one of the cool things about the end of the regular season of hockey is that. Battling out for those top seeds that happens with the top teams So now we still get a little bit of little taste of that drama still at the same time They also have their opportunity to create their own destiny. I I think it's a great idea. What do you think?
1: Well, I think it's really good Uh, one You can't just have all of the top teams not play any games Going into Stanley Cup. Otherwise, then it would be a horrible idea because then you're gonna have these uh, 5 through 12 teams that have at minimum played three games Mm -hmm. You know Against players who haven't played in three months, it's gonna almost be like a summer happen, you know? Like a new team. started. So, each of let's say Colorado and St. Louis are gonna be able to play each other. Colorado and Vegas. Colorado and what team in the West? Uh,
0: it's uh, Dallas Stars. Dallas Stars. Dallas.
1: So, each of those teams are gonna play. You're gonna have a chance to look at the other competition in the playoffs, and you're gonna have a chance to get yourself back in shape. Right. Yeah, yeah, it's.
0: It's, and uh, one other advantage, uh, actually, you know, before I go to the last advantage, I want to talk about real quick. So, after the qualifying and the round robin, uh, just so the listeners know, it will go kind of into a more traditional playoff hockey. We have the first and second round with the normal seating based on the qualifying and the round robin. And then we'll have the conference and Stanley Cup finals that says best of seven series. Um, mm-hmm. So, it, it'll kind of go back to normal in the hockey. Uh, it just gets the extra round robin and qualifying round. So that, yeah, yeah, that's the,
1: cool. the, the best of five is just for the round robin. Um, mm-hmm. And as soon as that round robin finishes, it, it looks no different from a normal Stanley Cup. Yeah. You know, or... <laughs>
0: Yeah, uh, uh, yeah, NHL, you know, regular playoffs. So yeah, it's I think it's a good good way to kind of conclude the season. Yeah, a little bit of a bummer for those teams that were on the bubble. Um, but hey, life happens. You, you know, really say it's a bummer though because <laughs> I <laughs> should have played better.
1: Yeah. Well, no, four teams, four extra teams that normally yeah. would never have had a shot have a shot this year. Oh, that, that's true. W- yeah. While we're on the topic, of, there were two teams that said no to the proposed uh, playoff format. It was the Tampa Bay Lightning and the Carolina Hurricanes. I read a little article on uh, why Tampa Bay said no, and really? the biggest thing was that they felt like it's unfair that teams who wouldn't normally be in the Tampa Cup have a chance to go and play for it. Yeah. When you think about that.
0: Yeah. This, um... <laughs> Well, now that I think about it, I, I, I guess I kind of spaced them ahead, the extra four teams. Um, that kind of brings about that disadvantage, or that advantage, I said, of, of those teams on the bubble. But I think it it still, it creates a new kind of, um, a new kind of uh, playoff atmosphere. Because now these, these uh, teams that were on the bubble, they have an opportunity to create their own destiny. So we get that little bit of this new kind of drama in the NHL playoffs. Um, and you know what? The, the playoffs are about proving that you deserve to be there. That's what I believe. So we have these teams that normally, well, I would have clinched it. Well, if you, you are the better team, because that's where you were when the season ended, go out there and prove it that you can, for example, Toronto, that you can go beat the Montreal Canadiens. You know, go prove that. That's That's what the playoffs are about. You have no excuses because I think one advantage to uh, the the playoffs this year is everyone's going to be healthy for the most part. I mean, everyone's had all this time to get healthy. There's going to be hardly any injuries other than the uh, major injuries that happen.
1: I think that's a great thing. Injuries might not be an issue, but I think we're going to see an increased number of injuries as well just due to the fact that... I don't know if all the players and I don't know if like even if I was an athlete and I worked out every single mm-hmm. day during this quarantine, I don't know if my body'd be ready to go back to playoff level, you know?
0: Well even with the, the pre second extra month in a game. Yeah. They're gonna have about forty five days. Um guess so, not that. They're going to have about 45, I mean, let's just say, this is hypothetical right now, if they they begin in mid-July, start doing the round robin, then from this date, uh, right now it's June 1st, that gives them about 45 days to get ready. Um, So I think that's kind of based on their their training, uh, their training uh, organizations, how they go about doing that. I think 45 days is enough time to get them. um, But training
1: camps can't open any earlier than July 10th. Mm. The pastry, the
0: but they can still do private or they can do small it says uh, they can do small um, Yeah. in early Junes they, they can do small group voluntary on and off ice training so um, and, and many athletes already off season train um, so I I, th- I think it's a fair assumption to assume that even with the, the June they're going to have small group on and off ice training and try to get them conditioned and I, I'm with you on that I know I don't know if that time frame is enough to get them, because I mean, the whole season is almost like the conditioning for the playoffs itself. It's just a tough... That's kind of what I was talking mm-hmm.
1: about, is you know, you have 82 yeah. games that builds to the final push of 28.
0: Yep. Right. and uh, so I think um, maybe a disadvantage to this is we'll see uh, more line changes then in the playoffs, because they don't have quite that conditioning that they would normally. We might be able to see those line, line three and four is more in the playoffs maybe this maybe this is a good opportunity for um you know those uh lesser you know lesser talented players to get opportunity for a, a playoff shining moment because they're probably going to get rotated in for fresher legs now um with yeah, the west man. condition uh you know you gotta, it,
1: I, I gotta i have to agree with you. you bring you bring up a larger point uh, one thing i want to ask you really quick Go ahead and give me your your pick for the Stanley Cup. I mean, we might as well. Yeah. We're a sports department. Right? (laughs) (laughs) Who you got? I want to hear it.
0: Well, honestly, I think, you know, I, I hate to go against my Colorado avalanche because I'm a, you know, that's my bias. That's my hometown but But i I think i think they're still young i think they can go i think they're going to go to the conference finals that's my prediction i see um the conference finals uh going to the blues and the avalanche i I just really think that the blues are um the they have the more playoff experience and i think the blues are going to win the west um and i think the blues are going to face off um this is a tough one cuz the East is is pretty uh um there's a pretty closely competitive uh, competitive league like Boston they're always they got a lot of playoff experience. I think Boston's going to going to make it to their conference finals and I think it's going to be the Capitals. I I and I think Boston will probably win out that series. So right now I'm going to go Boston against uh Boston against the Blues. Top seeds. I know it's it's not a it's not a fancy pick. But um uh, you know, and this can reform as we uh, maybe see the round robin. Round, we can really see who really put that time in the off season, and who's actually more ready. Uh, cool. And I, I, we can maybe change our pick after the. Uh, nope. we, no, after
1: the... We, we don't. We don't <laughs> all, <laughs> all right. You gotta, you gotta I got ball.
0: Lock it in. I know. I know. That You're right. All right. I'm gonna. Yeah. I'm gonna go uh, Boston against St. Louis, and I'm gonna have St. Louis winning it all.
1: All right. Flyers against the but I have the A's winning it at all. Okay. Yeah. Okay. There you go. He's not. Okay. I, I've had a lot of time to think about this. So I, don't
0: uh, I don't know. I, th- I feel like the Philadelphia pick uh, has to do with someone that you and me both know personally. But, um,
1: you know. Yeah, I, I, I want to be with Sean Garber. But here's, yeah, I've had a lot more of an opportunity to watch a lot of the Flyers go this year because um, yep. I've been trying to get into more hockey in general. And you know what? The Bruins, they're a stacked team, but they're beatable. And the Flyers have done it. Tampa mm-hmm. Bay, they are not good in the playoffs. I think that's one of the reasons they didn't want other teams in, because they got swept and they had the yep. best record in all the NHL. Uh, the Capitals, they're going to be the only, like, the dark horse. The Capitals can always win it, in my mind. Uh, but I, I truly think the Flyers have probably one of the best chances they're going to have. Carter Hart playing outstanding, uh, and I think he can play that.
0: Okay, yeah. Uh, that's that's definitely why I didn't pick Tampa Bay, you know. Um, but I, I'm going to stick with my, I think the Blues, yeah. and watch. And I hope the Avalanche prove me wrong in that Western Conference finals. And then they will. And they take it. I, I love the confidence. I hope they do. Um, I want it to happen. But, you know, uh, that is going to be the conclusion of this podcast. So we hope uh, our listeners enjoyed that. Dixon, it's always a pleasure. It's great. You're We're okay. going to have.
1: Yeah. I, really quick, can I one last thing? I yeah. Last thing. Uh, I just uh, this is the first time I've got to say it. I'd like to congratulate you, one, on getting the assistant job next year. Uh, I'm super looking forward to everything. We're hopefully to be able to produce and. I just want to say, congrats, about, I'm really happy for it.
0: Hey, thank you, and I'm uh, I'm really excited to get to get to work with you. We're going to be uh, a tandem, uh, unstoppable,
1: unstoppable uh, duo. That's <laughs> yeah, man! It right it's, here, right now. It's
0: it's, it's going to really be hard. great. We're going to be broadcasting games. Hopefully, uh, if not the spring games, we'll get. Um, but yeah, here we go. NHL season. Uh, It's going to happen. It's going to be exciting. I can't wait to watch it, and maybe we'll get a reaction to it later. So here we go. We will. We will. All right. Thank you, listeners, and that concludes the podcast.